Colossians chapter 4, and we'll read verses 7 through 18. Colossians 4, 7 through 18. It says this, All my state shall Tychicus declare unto you, who is a beloved brother, and a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts. With Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they shall make known unto you all things which are done here. <laughs> Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, saluteth you, and Marcus, sister son to Barnabas, touching whom you receive commandments. If he come unto you, receive him. And Jesus, which is called Justice, who are of the circumcision, these only are my fellow workers under the kingdom of God, which have been a comfort unto me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. For I bear him record that he hath a great zeal for you and for them that are in Laodicea and them in Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nymphos and the church which is in his house. And when this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that ye likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. The salutation by the hand of me, Paul, remember my bonds. Grace be with you. Amen. All right, let's pray again together, please. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, we just praise you and glory in you. And Lord, we just thank you for uh, uh, watching over us, dear God. Your Lord, you're just uh, uh, so good. And thank you for helping us spiritually, physically, uh, Lord, financially in every area of our life. God, we're dependent upon you. Lord, I pray for those listening right now. I pray for those that are here, Lord, that need something uh, spiritually, that need something to encourage their heart, or maybe need something uh, physically. Lord, we think of Brother Thomas, we think of Brother Pitt, we think of Sister Barnett and others, Lord, your hand of grace upon them. Lord, we think of those that might have a financial need, Lord, whether they're looking for a better job or, Lord, we think of our young people trying to further their education and things, Lord, give them guidance about direction in their life. And, Lord, we just... Uh, dear God, want to rest in your faithfulness, Lord. We trust you, God, to take care of us and trust you to build uh, the church. And, uh, uh, Lord, I pray, again, as we look at this portion of Scripture, Lord, we'd be encouraged. And, Lord, I, I pray again for our missionaries tonight. We thank you for those that we can support and help along uh, the way. And wherever they are around the world right now or on furlough or whatever the case is, uh, dear God, please bless them and encourage them and, uh, uh, Lord, just uh, uh, meet their need and, uh, Lord, help us to be a faithful partner with them. Thank you, those that are faithful to give, uh, uh, dear God, to keep them on the field. Now, again, help us through your word. To thy glory we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So as we uh, look at this course, uh, we start here and Paul's concluding this epistle. Paul's concluding this epistle and he acknowledges the team. Again, there it is, talking about the team, as he does in most epistles. A lot of times he starts off that way, uh, talking about people that are there in that church. And uh, then uh, when he finishes and concludes, a lot of times he talks about people that are with him. 
and uh, mentions their name. You know, and that's important to remember. There's no such thing as a self-made man. Well, know, of course, you know, we think of Paul all the time, that great apostle, but there is no such thing as a self-made man or a, a self-made person, if you will, whether it's in uh, 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 the world. You know, you think of these leaders, you know, that built these, you say, oh, Bill Gates built that company. Listen, uh, he didn't do it by himself, amen? Nobody is where they are today uh, because they got there by themselves. Somebody helped along the way. So even in the ministry, right? Uh, it, takes a, uh, it, it takes a team. That's why we need uh, each other, amen, uh, to be there and encourage uh, one another. And so we need to uh, remember that. Uh, we need people to help us along the way, and people need us to help them along the way. But I, I want to notice a, a word here in a couple of these verses. Uh, notice uh, in uh, verse 8, he says, Whom I sent unto you for the same purpose, that he might know your estate, and notice that word, Comfort, the word comfort your hearts, comfort your hearts. So we see that word there. And then look at verse 11. And Jesus, which is called justice, who are of the circumcision, these only are my fellow workers under the kingdom of God. Look at this, which have been a comfort unto me. So uh, two times here, we see the word comfort, comfort. Boy, we all need comfort at times, uh, uh, don't we? You know, the Bible calls God the God of all, all comfort. But here he mentions how, how uh, these might come and be a comfort to your hearts. And then he talks about how these that were there were a comfort unto him. So, uh, 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 you know, whether you're just a, a lay member in the church or whether you're the great apostle uh, Paul, the great man of God, if you will, hey, everybody needs encouragement. Uh, and so, but uh, I want to notice a couple things about these two words, comfort, to start off with. Now, he says, comfort your hearts. And the word comfort here, the word used means to come to the side of, to come alongside of, you know, like the Holy Spirit does for us, right? Now, we know the Holy Spirit is the comforter, right? The one who comes alongside us. Of course, uh, uh, that's what the Lord told us in John 14, 16. Jesus said, and I pray the Father that he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. And then, of course, he tells us who that comforter is going to be in verse 26 of John 14. He says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Now, notice there in John 14, 16, when he talks about that, he notice he uses this word, he shall give you. He doesn't say he's going to send you a comforter. He says he's going to send you another comforter. And that it's good that he put that word another there. That word there has significance, right? Because, you know, sometimes you, you, you go to uh, uh, buy a car. You say, man, you, you know, uh, uh, man, you're, you're, you're retired now. And, you're, you know, the kids are out of the house. Man, I'm going to go get that sports car. So you go and say, man, I want that, 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 that red two-door right there. And so, well, we don't have one of those. But, hey, I can get you in this blue four-door here. Hey, I don't want you to say, man, I just don't want another car. I want another one like this one. Right? I want a, this is what I want. This, I want another one like this one. So now the salesman can try to just give you another car so he can make a sale. But you say, no, I want another one like this one. Well, that's what the Lord is saying here. Hey, I'm not just going to send you another comforter, but I'm going to, not another, another kind of comforter, but I'm going to send you another one that's just like me. Amen? Say, uh, we, we've enjoyed hanging around for the last three and a half years. Amen? 
And uh, so uh, uh, I've tried to be a blessing to you. Say, you know what? I'm gonna, the Lord, my Father, is going to send you another comforter just like me. And so that's what that word emphasizes when he says another, not one of another kind, but one another, the same kind. Another one just like me is what he's saying there. And of course, because Jesus is God the Son, and who is he sending down? God the Holy Spirit, you know? And I think they're kind of alike, amen? I'd agree they're all alike. God the Father, God the Son, uh, God the Holy Spirit. So hey, he sent one just like him. And of course, Christ was loving and caring and concerning uh, with his disciples, and that's exactly how the Holy Spirit is with us that comes alongside us when we get saved and comes in us. He's loving, caring, and concerning. And so, you know what? The Holy Spirit, the Comforter, wants to use us in that same way. The Holy Comfort will use us to come alongside others. That's <laughs> what so Paul says. Hey, hey, these people are come and they want to be a comfort to you. They want to come down there and they want to come alongside you right where you're at and they want to be a blessing and encouragement to you. And boy, uh, uh, that's how God wants to use us in other people's lives. He wants, amen, to bring us into people's lives and to come alongside them and uh, be an encouragement to them and be, meet them right where they are and help them along the way. The Holy Spirit will use us to come along uh, others to be a blessing to them. As Christians, we can be a comfort to others. And you know what? We can be the same kind, right? He said, I'm going to send you another comforter just like me. And you know what? The Lord wants us to be in people's lives another comforter, not another kind of comforter, but another comforter just like him. Christians, right? We're supposed to be Christ-like. So we want to be Christ-like comforters, right, in other people's lives, Christ, right? And we, we can be that because we can have that same Christ-like spirit and through God's word and through the Holy Spirit, we can be the same kind of comforter, right? In that same spirit, of course, not to the same degree as Christ can, but in that same spirit, we can come along in Jesus' name and through uh, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, be a blessing to people. Right? The Holy Spirit teaches us to have a, a sensitive heart and, and, and a tender heart and to really care and love about people. Isn't that a, 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 an amazing thing? Boy, when I, when, I, you know, when I look back over my Christian life, not just what the, the, the things the Lord has done with me and meeting my needs and allowing me to travel, but when I look at what he's just, listen, even if I wouldn't have got to travel, even if I just stayed in the same place my whole Christian life, when I just look at what he's done in my life, how he's changed my heart, heart, amen, and hopefully giving me a love for people and a tenderness for people and a sensitivity for people that I would not have had, amen, as the natural man. Those things came from God and the comforter and the Lord Jesus Christ worked those things in my heart so I can try to be a comfort in other people's lives. And that's how God wants to use you. Just like he said, hey, these are good men. These are good Christian people and they're going to come down there and they're going to come alongside you and help you. And that's what God wants us to do as we go into the highways and byways and hedges to come alongside people and be a help to them. And then we see in verse 11, he says this uh, again. And uh, he talks about these which have been a comfort unto me. And I, I, I like the uh, definition of this word. This word comfort here is a different word. This word here, it means uh, more than just words. 
I like that. <laughs> In other words, he said, what this word says is, hey, they were a comfort to me with more than just words, right? They, they just didn't come up and say a bunch of blah, 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 nice words, which is what the world does, you know? You, you got all these people, they never leave their house, but every day they post some nice little saying, you know, to be an encouragement to people and, you know, uh, uh, and all these things with the butterflies and the flap. That make you want to throw out your... <laughs> stuff makes me sick. I'm sorry. Amen? But, uh, you know, it's because it's just feeling. It's emotion. There's no depth to it. There's no reality to it. But with what the Lord does in, in, in our life, amen, when we have a true concern for people, when we come alongside people, we're not there just to, to, to whisper sweet spiritual nothings into their ear, if you will, right? We're there to come alongside them, amen, uh, to give them comforting words, but we're willing to go the extra step and go past the words and go into action, so he said, these people were a comfort to me because they just didn't throw up a bunch of flowery words like the televangelists, right? <laughs> they actually, amen, were willing to come uh, to where I was at and be a blessing to me. The, the, the word that uh, is used for comfort here is, is, is where we get our word uh, paragoric, which means, uh, I guess Lester would know this, right? Uh, a soothing medication, right? Uh, well, okay, well, just in case you don't know that, just, you know help you out there. Make sure you pass that on to some patients tomorrow. And a soothing medication. I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good, right? That, that the, the word that this comes from, which means more than words, but also a soothing medication. I thought, you know what? That's what God wants us to be in people's lives. Because listen, we can be, if you will, we can be a soothing medication in people's lives in a hurting world. Look, we're living in a hurting world. People are hurting all around us, right? They have hurting hearts. They have things in their life. And you know what? Uh, uh, they, they need some soothing medication that you can't get at the Walmart pharmacy, amen, that can only come from somebody who truly cares and is willing to spend time with them and, and, and be there for them and help them uh, through this situation and carry them through Right, We can do that in a hurting world. We can do it by using more than words, by not just having good intentions, but good actions as we emphasize. Right, uh, 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 Good intentions are nice, but good actions right, that flow from that get the job done. Going the next step. Proverbs 70, 22 says what? A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Right there it is. That goes right there. That's, that's Bible, right? To be a comfort to people to encourage people's hearts. Why? Because it doeth good like a medicine, like a soothing medicine, just like that word comfort means right there, right? Hey, they, they, these people, they encouraged my heart. And you know what? When they did that, that merry heart was like a soothing medicine in my life and helped me to heal and helped me to get through what I was dealing with in my life at that time. You ever, hey, do you have people that have helped you that way? Have you got some help that way in things that you've gone through? Because people that God brought into your life, they knew they were praying for you. You knew that they cared about you. They, you knew that they checked up on you and stuff. And you knew that, hey, if all of a sudden there was something going on at two, three in the morning, hey, call them and they're gonna, they're, that they're gonna uh, 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 be, be right there. Isn't that a blessing when you talk to somebody and they say, I knew I could call you. I, 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 I knew I could count on you, 
Well, isn't that a good thing that when somebody can say that to you, not in a prideful way, but that, that, that God allowed you to be faithful in his name to somebody else, that God allowed you to be there for somebody else in his name, that God allowed you to be a comforter to come alongside them, and then a, not only a comforter, but a comfort, amen, by more than just words and helping them along. You see, when we come alongside people, when we are there for them, when we help them and encourage their heart, it can go a long way in impacting their life, sitting with them, sitting with them, boy, uh, 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 listening to them, bringing that meal, taking them somewhere. They need that ride. Boy, just uh, 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 being, a, being a, a help to someone, inviting them over, mowing that lawn, fixing that car, whatever, but using more than just words. Let them see that you're real and you're showing it not just through words, but through actions that you want to be a comforter and a comfort in their lives. So like Paul describes of his fellow team members here in these verses, they came alongside Paul. They came alongside each other. They came alongside others. And again, they used more than just words to be a comfort to people. You can see Tychicus was that type of person. Uh, uh, look at verse 11. And all my state shall Tychicus declare unto you. Now look at what it says about him. Who is what? A beloved brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord. You see, Tychicus, like the others mentioned, was a great member of the team. He's mentioned in other places. In Acts 24, it says, uh, it says here about him, and there accompanied him into in, Asia, Sopator of Berea, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus, and Gaius of Derby and Timotheus, and of Asia, Tychicus and Trophimus. You see, he was an important member and part of the team. And then he, in 2 Timothy 4.12, he's meant, he says, and Tychicus have I sent to Ephesus. You see, he was one of those guys that was always ready. He got up in the morning, he reported for duty, and he was always willing to go, and he was always willing to do because he was a beloved brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant. Now think about this. If when people think about you, how many good things do they think about? I mean, he, when he thought of Tachikis, he said, man, Tachikis is this, and he's this, and he's this. Boy, uh, when you're not around and people think about you, how many good things flow through their mind? Boy, we think about Sister Kreff right now. And boy, we say, oh, man, she, 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 she loved her. She loved her church, and she loved to, uh, she was faithful to play that organ, and she'd play that organ, and then she'd come over here, and, and she'd sing for the Lord, and she wanted to be encouragement to the other ladies in the church. And I mean, one of the last things uh, uh, she did just a few weeks ago uh, when I was there, uh, all these envelopes, right? Now, here she is. She's on her deathbed, uh, less than a month of life left, and what is she doing? Uh, I, I walk out of the house with several envelopes, and she wants to send a, a few things to uh, whatever she, she could to some of the ladies in the church. Uh, right then, thinking about others, the last thing she says to me is, uh, tell the church, amen, I'm thankful for them and I love them. I mean, just upon her heart. Boy, isn't that good that you can say several good things about people? And Paul can say several good things about Tychicus. One thing he said, he's a beloved brother. Now, that means one who is united with God and others in the bonds of a holy love. He said, man, Tychicus is one of those. We are bound together by our God. We're bound together with a common salvation, and we're bound together with a holy 
love. Boy, that's what binds us together as Christians. Boy, it's a great help to anyone, but how much more when there's a special Christian connection? Well, I'm sure that if you went into any of these uh, old folks' homes or, or in the hospitals and, and you didn't know anybody and maybe they weren't saved, I'm sure just going in there would be a comfort to them. But boy, when you could walk in and, 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 and all of a sudden, you, boy, you find out there's a Christian connection. All of a sudden, boy, there's another depth uh, to that connection. All of a sudden, you find out that's a beloved brother. That's a beloved sister. How much more precious that time uh, becomes. And he calls him also a, a minister, a faithful minister. This word minister here is the same one we get uh, deacon from, but it's a derived. I like, I like what this word is derived from. It's a, I guess it's a, it's a good thing for uh, deacons to remember this. Here's what it comes from. It's derived from a word that means in the dust laboring or running through the dust. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how they come up with the, 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 these, you know, uh, uh, the, the, these uh, classical words, they, they have such deeper meanings of things. It means laboring in the dust or running through the dust. We might say it this way. Hey, now there's a guy that's not afraid to get his hands dirty. And that's sort of, we use that as a compliment to people, right? There's a guy that's not afraid to get his hands dirty. Boy, you need some help. There's a guy that'll help you. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty. It's sort of like say he's a minister. In other words, hey, you need some help. Here's a guy that's willing to do what it takes to help you, and he's not afraid to get his hands uh, uh, dirty when he's doing it. Boy, when I read that, I thought of Ari. You know, uh, uh, he'd go over there. Man, how many times did he mow Sister Craft's lawn? And, and uh, we went over there one day and cut down those uh, bushes. That was amazing. And how many times he's, he's worked on somebody's car or uh, Sister Clark, uh, something with her car, and he'd be out there in the church parking lot. And uh, I've seen Lester uh, do the same and others do the same. You know, hey, they weren't afraid to get their hands dirty, to minister to some. That's what, this, that's what that word means. Hey, and, and, and how do you know a good minister? Amen. They're not afraid to get uh, uh, dirty or do what it takes to help somebody. Tychicus was that kind of guy. Amen. He had that bond of love, and he showed that with more than words. He was willing to get his hands dirty, if you will, uh, to help somebody, to help somebody along the way. He wasn't afraid to get dirty. Tychicus was willing to do what it took to help someone. And then the word servant there. That words mean someone, or, 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 or literally it means this, a, a slave that is found in the same condition under the same master. So in other words, uh, uh, they, they are willing to serve someone to the degree that they're willing to get down, in the, get down where they're at and face the same uh, conditions. Well, you think you read about them old missionaries that they were willing, amen, uh, uh, to become, they'd be willing to go into leper colonies. In other words, they were willing to, to, to become what those people were, to minister to them. Paul talks about that. Hey, uh, to this person, I was willing to become that. To that person, I was willing to come, uh, become that, right? Doesn't mean to, to, to compromise, but you were willing to do what it took to minister that person. That is, one who's not afraid to get down where others are. I like this verse in Ezekiel where he said this, Then I came to them of the captivity. He said, I came to those that were in captivity in Tel Aviv that dwelt by the river Chabar. And he says this, you know what I did? I sat where they sat. I sat where they sat. Boy, when you're willing to, to minister, you got to be willing to sit where they sit. You know, I, I've seen people who are supposed to be uh, 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 a missionary. I remember I went to the uh, 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 Gypsy Village one time with a guy that's supposed to be a missionary. And I'll tell you what, I was about ready to knock this guy out. He made me so mad. 
uh, he, 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 he didn't want to come into the gypsy's home, and, and we were sitting there eating. He said, oh, I'm not eating that. And I was like, buddy, I'll take you up. Uh, never mind. But I, I, that, that just makes me so mad. Uh, people are that way. Hey, didn't bother me. I, 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 I've, I've, I've slept in their homes. I've slept with, that, that doesn't bother me at all. I, to me, it was a privilege. It was a privilege, amen, uh, 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 to be among those people. Boy, a true servant. Doesn't matter how, how, how low, how low in, we say that in the right way, but they're willing uh, uh, to go. People say, well, you want to go there? It, 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 it's kind of rough. Well, hey, that makes me want to go there even more. Amen. Uh, go there and minister to people. That's how Tychicus was. He was willing to get his hands dirty. He was willing to go wherever the, the people were, amen, to minister unto them. He was willing to sit where they sat. That's the kind of people, that's what it takes, amen, if you're going to be a comfort. Come alongside people, wherever they are, whatever their uh, condition is, amen, and not afraid to get your hands dirty, willing to, willing to sit, sit with them. Well, let me uh, finish up here. It mentions, uh, uh, here's a blessing, though. In verse 10, it mentions Marcus, sister's son to Barnabas. Now, this is the same Marcus, John Mark, that, that uh, now this is Barnabas' nephew, as you know, Barnabas' nephew, and it mentions it again there. This is the one that, that Barnabas and Paul got in a fight over. This is, amen, uh, split the ministry. But now here he's talking about uh, uh, Mark, and he mentions him again. In 2 Timothy 4.11, he says this, Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with me, list, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. You see, Marcus was restored, and he was back to being a faithful member of the team. And Paul said that about him. Man, what a wonderful thing when team members are restored, when church members get back in. You know, we have some uh, team members. We have some church members that we need to be praying for, that we need to see get back in. We need to pray that they be restored, that they would become profitable again. Don't forget about them when they go out. Continue to pray for them. Continue to pray for them. You've heard me mention uh, people that I thought had just, you know, I didn't, took off, didn't think I'd ever see them again, kept praying for them. Then the Lord let us run into them again, and they, they were right with God, and they come and said, oh, thanks for not giving up on me. Thanks that you didn't quit praying for me. Hey, uh, Barnabas, uh, uh, Paul might have got upset about Barnabas, but I guarantee you uh, within a couple of days, Paul was back to praying for Mark. I guarantee you that, amen, and prayed him right back into the team. But Paul, but Paul said in verse 11, at Jesus, which is called justice, who are the circumcisions, look at this, these only are my fellow workers. I like this. These are my team players. And he says in verse 12, we'll finish with Epaphras, who, look at this, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you always, laboring, look at this, laboring fervently for you in prayers. Boy, that wasn't a man that was just, you know, uh, he wasn't just words. That ye, Look at this, that ye may stand. He prayed with purpose, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Boy, there's nothing more comforting than to know that somebody is praying with you, but not praying with just words, but praying with a fervency, but praying for you specifically. Epaphras prayed specifically for people. He had a goal for people. He said, he said oh God, I want to see brother so-and-so be the best Christian he can be, be the best Sunday school teacher he can be. 
Oh, Lord, I want to see a sister so-and-so, amen. I want to see her mightily used of you. Not just throwing a name passively, but praying for purpose and specifically for people. That's how Epaphras was. He said from verse 13, For I bear him record that he hath a great zeal, look at this, for you. Of course, he had a great zeal for them. He was one of them. He should be expected to have a great zeal for them. I mean, hey, if you're a, if you're a, a member of Choice Hills Baptist Church, we, I should expect you to have a great zeal for your fellow church members. But then look what it goes on to say, and for them. And for them. Boy, that's, that's the kind of Christian. Listen, hey, I not only want to have a great zeal for people inside these doors, but we want to have a great zeal for people and for them. And for the, boy, think about that when you're driving around uh, this week and you, you, you see that guy stumbling down the road. You see that, that woman walking down the road. Just look at him and go, and them, and them, and them. Amen. We want to have a great zeal for them. We want to learn how we can be a comfort to them. You see, Epaphras has, wasn't selfish in his prayers, as I always emphasize. Of course, we have people with needs in our church. We want to pray for them. We have somebody in our family that has great need. We want to pray for them. But again, we don't want to be selfish. Lord, uh, uh, bless my loved one and them and them and them. Amen. Like Epaphras. Remember, if you, if you know somebody in your family that has a, a spiritual need, a physical need, or whatever need, amen, uh, ask the Lord to, 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 to help you meet somebody, a couple other people that have that same situation, amen, so you can expand that prayer in that situation. So as we finish up here, comfort, what a blessing, amen. Thank God Jesus said, hey, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send another comforter just like me. But you not only was he want to say, of course, we have the comforter, but he know what he wants us all to be little comforters, if you will. Amen. People, someone that's willing to the Holy, Holy Spirit came alongside you. Amen. Aren't you glad uh, the Holy Spirit helps you with more than just words? Amen. He gives you uh, what you need in the depths of your heart and soul. And that's what, how God wants to use us in other people's lives. Lord, uh, bring me somebody I can come alongside. Amen. And be there for it. Lord, bring me into somebody's uh, life that I can, I can show that, hey, Christianity is more than just words. Christianity is more than just some nice little uh, thing that uh, posted on the website or posted on Facebook. Amen? That, 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 that our Christianity here is, 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 is action. That we're not afraid. Amen? Uh, uh, we're not afraid to get our hands dirty. We're not afraid, amen, to get down there where they're at and sit Amen, alongside them. But we're willing to do what it takes to be a comfort uh, to others. So, wow, how wonderful when team members uh, like him, like Marcus, are restored. Pray for them and remember them. So as we finish up, may the Lord help us again to be a comfort to others. Again, to come alongside them. To, again, to use more than words, to be a Christ-like comforter, to have that same spirit, to be Holy spirit filled and Holy Spirit controlled. Again, willing to get down where others are at. Amen. And even get some dust on us. Amen. We should be willing to, we should, it would be good to see people walk into church going, uh, what happened? Well, came, come my way to church and uh, somebody had a flat tire or somebody had this or whatever. And I just, you know, pulled along, 
put alongside and, and, and help, help them out. You know, when, when, uh, when I, I'd go to them gypsy villages, you know, yeah, they say, did you wear a suit when you went there? Well, sometimes, yeah, I did wear a, I did wear a suit. Did you wear a suit? Did you? I didn't wear a suit because I was trying to think I was above that. I was trying to, when I was starting churches, I was trying to show them sometimes a respect for the church. And so I'd be walking through there with a church on and with a suit on. And I'd be walking by. I remember this. I remember this like it was yesterday. I remember walking past the field and I'd see a bunch of gypsy kids out there playing soccer. I played soccer a little bit as a kid, but I don't know how to play. And you know what? I jumped right, jump right in the middle of the game. And I kicked the ball with them a little bit. And then I, then I would just turn around and walk off. And you know what? I'd look behind me and I'd see gypsy kids lined up like ducks behind me. And they said, man, where's that guy going? And they'd follow me there. I remember, you remember the Kosovo crisis. I remember uh, I went by a refugee camp, a tent camp, where all these people, you know, their family, many of their family members have been killed and stuff. And, 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 and I, I just walked right into it. it. It was being controlled by the French military, so I knew I wouldn't have any problem getting in. So, <laughs> true story. It's a true story. We, we pulled up there, and I was with these guys. My wife was with me. Brother Falkenberg was with me, and I said, here's what we do. I said, when you walk, don't say anything to them. Just walk up, flash your American passport, and keep walking. That's exactly what we did. And they, 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 didn't, they, didn't, they didn't stop it. They might have said, we. I said, yeah, we going in, right? Is that over there? Okay. So anyway, so we just walked in, and the, a group of them, they were playing uh, volleyball, right? They were playing volleyball. And I said to Brother Falkenberg, I said, you jump in on that side, I'll jump in. And we just jumped in the game. And the guy goes, he spoke, he goes, he goes, where are you from? I said, I'm American. He's German. Let's get him. I said that. And we just sat there and played volleyball with him for a little while. And then when we got done, we had their attention. And we talked to those people for three hours. And going all over the camp, I got the videos. We made videos. It was very sad. They told us about some of their family members being killed and what the people were doing inside Kosovo and all that stuff. And, and it was very sad, but we spent about three hours there. And then I came back with some supplies, and uh, that's when we actually went into to Kosovo, went into Pristina, I picked up our national uh, uh, pastor. We were pulling out of Pristina, and there was an explosion behind us. That's when we pulled up to this village. It said, danger, beware of mines, blown up car to my left, mass grave to my right. And I saw this big old sign that said, be, uh, danger, be, beware of mines. I said, what'd you do? I said, what do you think I did? I'm a missionary. I took a picture of the sign, then drove around it. <laughs> That's what you do. You make sure you get the picture. And uh, drove in there. We brought a bunch of supplies, driven it all the way down from uh, Germany and uh, helped some people uh, in that village, right? We weren't afraid to get our hands dirty. We were afraid to sit where they sat. You see, the Lord, the Lord do that. Say, Lord, give me those opportunities, amen, to come alongside somebody. Lord, give me those opportunities to show people that my Christianity, our Christianity is more than just words.